Blog Talk Radio. January 22nd, 2020. I was just arguing with Jerry. Is there ever a show <laughs> before it starts? All we do is argue. Okay, but that's what we do on the show as well. Anyway, I have completely something different to talk about before the show gets going. Yesterday, I was listening to an oldie dedicated to the one I love on YouTube. Uh, and I decided to look at a lot of different versions of the same song. The first one was by the Royales in 1957, then the Shirelles in 1959, then the Mamas and the Papas in 1966, and lots of other people did it too, including Linda Ronstadt, and it's a good song, so they're all good, but the Mamas and Papas version, in my opinion, is so outstanding that it leaves all the others in its dust, and that got me wondering, you know, uh, in recruiting, we all do the same things. We source people and email them and interview them, uh, and I wish I could see uh, a series of different recruiters doing the exact same search, just like I could switch on YouTube from different versions of the same song, because I assume uh, that uh, some performances would be head over heels better than the rest, even if everybody was acceptable, okay? Because I know, even from this show, there's lots of people who come on, and they speak way better than me, okay? But then I started thinking, uh, Donald Trump, I don't consider him to be a good speaker. Uh, uh, he, he doesn't have a fluid manner. It's all broken sentences. Uh, I have trouble following him. But you can't say that he's not effective. People love uh, to hear them at those rallies, okay? So maybe, uh, you know, the superficial things about a recruiting performance are not the essential things. I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll uh, ask the guest, and maybe he'll know. On Jerry Jerry, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal Take your uh, Gatorade or whatever those uh, you know energy drinks are before the show started. Did you? <laughs> did, did you? Viagra. Yeah. Okay. Viagra. Well, uh, you take Viagra yeah. before the show. Okay. Well, yeah. you didn't take it today. Yeah. Okay. You didn't. Just you didn't sound show. like Tarzan. You didn't sound like Tarzan today. Okay. Just okay. letting you know. Just letting you know. I tried to mix but it up I, a little bit. I mixed up a little bit. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, everybody thinks you're great. Don't worry about that. Okay, and I want to thank my sponsors. I don't. I don't, Re- I don't. Okay. PC Recruiter, the ultra configurable recruiting software. Hire tool, H I R T U A L, the super duper sourcing tool. And Honan, H O N E. Wrong. Wrong. What did H-I-R-T-U-A-L. I say? You keep saying H I R T U A L. Okay, I, I don't H- know. Well, thank you for thank you for stopping well, me. H I R E. You're right. H I R E T U A L. What's wrong yeah. with me? Okay, and hone it. H O N E I T. The online interview recording technology. Yeah. I'm going to keep using the yeah. same uh, advertising technique. I'm not going to do long ads. I'm going to do a bunch of short ones all the way through. Uh, Somebody just showed up here, area code 469. I'm hoping that's the guest. William Tincup, is that you? Indeed it is. Okay. You you didn't want to call in before I did my intro so we could make sure the the sound was okay. Uh, I know you're a busy man. You called in after 12 o'clock. Okay, that's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll find out soon enough. Okay. Thanks for Uh, the Mistakes have been made. Yeah, mistakes have been made. (laughs) There's two things, though, that are very important. First of all, I've done the exact same thing in Spotify uh, for a different song, and uh, I've actually made a Spotify list of it. Uh, So if anybody uh, cares about it, I'll I'll share that off air. 
And the other thing, Jerry, is uh, Viagra only works if you snort it. So you've got to oh, you've got to kind of cut it up, kind of cut it up, you know, chop right. it up a little bit. Use, use a credit card, okay. and then do it like a line, and then and it'll work like a charm. And so I'm told. I mean, I I I, I read an article. All right, about thanks for the tip. Appreciate well, it. Right. Okay, great. Thanks, everybody. You won't hear that on any other show, how to use Viagra. First thing, okay? <laughs> William Tincup on Twitter is William, W-I-L-L-I-A-M, Tincup, T-I-N-C-U-P. He's the president of RecruitingDaily.com, and he's got a ton of uh, advisorships. Uh, every software, recruiting software startup <laughs> in the world seems to have hired him as an advisor. Do they pay you? William, do they pay? Uh, you no, for that? it's. A, I wish. No, it's. Uh, it's. It's. I fell in love years ago. The model was I fell in love with, with uh, an entrepreneur, and they didn't have any money, but I still loved them, and I believed in kind of what they were doing. So I'm like, well, I'll just you know, give me some equity, and that way we'll just kind of if if something happens, then then uh, then I'll be a part of it. Um, have any of so them scored yet? Have has any of them scored big yet? Yeah, I've had uh, seven exits. Um, oh, wow. Oh, well, that's not bad. So you do get paid indirectly after the fact. Okay. Okay. That's, that's enough. That's You're me. Yeah, but it's, it's the disclosure point that's important that I, I feel is important that when you advise somebody, you got to let other people know. So even if – so all that stuff's on LinkedIn, but, but also when I talk to people – uh, and I make a recommendation. If I make a recommendation of a company that I'm even close to, I'll tell them. Like it's just it's too easy just to go, hey, by the way, you know, I I I'm an advisor to this group, but there's a reason I'm an advisor to this group, and here's what I fell in love with. And you know what? Do a demo. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, you know why? Uh, that reminds me. Tim Sackett said a few years ago that lots of people don't tell you. Uh, they they're you you pay them. To, as a consultant okay. for your HR recruiting technology, and they're getting kickbacks without telling you. So you're a real. I think that's guy. the most okay. disgusting. You know, outside of like beating up a hooker, I think that's one of the more disgusting things that you could do as a human being. Like, uh-huh. yeah, well, you know, I don't think the beating up. You you go to a lot of conferences, so maybe you know what the behavior is there. But I don't think the other one is relevant. <laughs> uh, as relevant to us as, as this as uh-huh. is. Anyway, let's get on with the show. Let's get on with the show, okay? Uh, your main interest seems to be recruiting technology, as I just noted. Uh, this is not a recruiting tech show, so I'm not sure 100% what we're going to talk about. I went through a bunch of your articles, uh, and uh, I've, I've quoted stuff that you have interviewed people and, and what they said, and now I'm going to get your, uh, your version your opinion sure. of what your interlocutors uh, told you. But first, I'm going to start off with a quote from Matt Charney, your good friend, who was on this show a few months ago. And he told us that sourcing is now child's play. He didn't use those words. He said a seventh grader could do sourcing because of the technology. Uh, do you agree with that? I, uh, in the sense of uh, technology has enabled uh, the automation of sourcing, uh, yes. Um, I believe that most of the sourcers don't have to do the job. They can have technology that assists them. Hire Tool, you mentioned them as a sponsor. That's a great example of like, instead of going into LinkedIn and doing, spending six hours doing a bid, um, I can have Hiring Solve, Hire Tool, you know, a bunch of different technologies that can do that. And now what I can do as a sourcer is really look at operationally what are the conversion metrics, what's working, what's not working, et cetera. Uh, does so, anybody want to challenge uh, him? Any sources on the line that he's uh, insulted yet? Or, you know, he's going to, he can say. I'll, I'll, add, I'll add something. Uh, Go ahead. Just, just, as a, just as a fun project, my eighth grade daughter found six. DBA resume is in the state of Indiana for me in like 45 minutes. And she doesn't even <laughs> recruit or do anything. Okay. So, but, but yeah. She's a genius, a Hannah's, banana, Hannah's Bandanas. No. We all know about her. Okay, yeah. She's also your daughter, Jerry. She's not the average person. <laughs> but, no, but what I'm saying is a, a seventh grader certainly could do plenty of sourcing. 
I, uh-huh. I see no reason why they. It's it's super easy. Sourcing yeah. has never been the problem. Uh-huh. Sourcing isn't what we're paid. We're not paid for sourcing animals. What are we paid for, Jerry? Uh, making it happen. Well, okay. Uh, think of it. Think of it also. Is, think is of it as, as brick as brick making. Uh, as what? As what? Brick as making. As brick making. Yeah, yeah. Think of it as brick making. Uh, years ago, we used to manually make bricks, and then we would we would you know put them in the fire, and we would uh, the, the the bricks would harden, etc. Now all that stuff is done with robots. We don't have to make bricks anymore. It could be a choice. You could make bricks, but you don't have to. But there's uh-huh. still people that are in the brick business. So yeah. it's not going to take anyone's job. It's going to make their job easier and better, and they're now going to be able to analytically or operationally um, be able to source. Yeah. Okay, Look, just let me interrupt. Let me interrupt. When I, Dean DaCosta comes, when Dean DaCosta comes back on this show, okay, I'm going to quote you and see what he says. Okay. You know he's not going to agree. Okay. Here's yeah. another quote from your friend, Matt. He's got lots of things to say. Matt said there's a growing disconnect between glass door scores and reality. You know, what influence <laughs> influence do do you do you, William Tinkup, believe that Glassdoor has on recruiting? Because I don't go to many conferences, but I went to an unconference once and there were uh like heads of corporate types there, and they were really worried about their uh, Glassdoor reviews. I was surprised. Uh, what's your take on Glassdoor today? It's a data point for candidates, so you, you can't discard it. Um, it's a story, and if you don't tell your story, someone else will. So uh, if you don't interact as a practitioner, if you don't interact with Glassdoor, you're 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 uh, you're you're doing it at your own peril. Yeah, that's kind um, of vague. So, that's kind of vague. How about it's really important that could really screw up your recruiting, or it's really not that important, or, or it's so-so. You know, give me a grading. I, I think on, on I, I, I would go on the it's important side of that. If we if we use the polar opposites, I would say it's important. Okay. And, and how do you know that? Just uh, by your own guess, or do you actually talk to uh, recruiting no, I talked to, leaders? I did, I did a study. I did a study two years ago where I went to four colleges and asked graduate students, uh, undergraduate students, how they did their job search because I wanted to learn, uh-huh. you know, how they did their job search. And the first thing they do is they Google, uh, then they Glassdoor, and then they go into LinkedIn and look for former employees. And they reach out to former employees and say, how was it to work there? Because there's no, there's no laws against that. And so they uh-huh. Google the company. That's where they start. They glassdoor the company, and then they go to LinkedIn and look for former employees. So, you know, it's the second thing on the list. So to say it's not important uh, is a bit silly. Okay. Okay. Moving on. What do you think of the self-identification revolution? If your company wants to hire a woman for a senior role, can you hire a man who thinks he's a woman? Um, yeah, I mean, again, if you're if you're if it's an inclusive culture uh, and you're trying to create belonging, uh, again, if you identify as a woman, it's not my place to disagree with that. Okay, so but if you're trying it, to get gender equality or uh, a better gender balance, you just, you just would, did. Would you that just count? Did. Yeah, that will count. Okay. If, they, if, if they identify as a woman, then they're a woman. And what about? They're wrong. Okay. Well, the thing is, though, if you're uh, if you're a man, even if you think you're a woman, if you look like a man, everybody assumes that there's no prejudice or bias against you. Okay. So, uh, that, and that's the issue with hiring. Like, well, for instance, can, here's an example that's coming up in the news. I posted two articles about this already. What about a white person who identifies as a member of a visible minority? Will they count as a, a diversity hire? Yes. Again, it's identity. Really? And it's, it's identity. You don't control their identity. If they identify themselves as that, that's what they are. Uh, you're, you're in deep water there. You're, 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 that's, uh, it's crazy, okay? And there's a police captain in Florida 
who was Hispanic, uh, a white Hispanic guy a few years ago. Now he identifies as black, and it's not going to go over, okay? And, and I don't think any – he's white. He's white. That same kind of prejudice can't exist against him no matter what he says he is in his mind, okay? And there's a Dude, theater director. You cannot, you cannot label him, animal. Agreed. <laughs> you don't have that authority. That's exactly you right. You're playing God. Yeah. If he yeah. if he identifies yeah. that way, that's that's yeah. it. And and two okay, yeah. that, you uh, guys are on the wrong. The you're on the wrong. You're no, on the no. wrong side of that one. I'm a hundred percent right. Moving on. Animals, Moving on. Uh, hold on. No, two what? things. Animal, think about it like this. Yeah. Looks can be deceiving. Check. Mm-hmm. Don't judge a book by its cover. Check. Yeah. If they okay. identify a certain way, that's the way. Okay, well, it didn't work for Elizabeth Warren, did it? We don't know yet, now do we? Oh, sure we know. She, she, uh, she made a fool out of herself. We have an idea. <laughs> yeah. okay. We don't know yet. The Man, you're, just wanting to, you're just wanting to start something, aren't you, Animal? I mean, you've covered, you've covered identity politics. Politi- I mean, Good. you're getting there. Let's get into religion and sex and drugs. Let's, like, let's, let's not, do it. Let's pull the Band-Aid off. No, hey, we don't, the election you, hasn't happened yet. What do you think about the gays now openly coming out of the closet in public? What do you think about all that? <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, I think it's uh, a few decades too late. Like people should be comfortable in their own skin, and they should be comfortable. Well, if you want to talk about politics, are. you look at that piece, Pete, uh, Pete, Mayor Pete, uh, butt judge. It, it's not an issue, it seems to me. I don't know oh. how Americans. Really, I don't know what Americans see in their own homes, but I, I haven't seen it discussed almost at all. It doesn't seem to be an issue at all. We okay, don't, moving I, on. We don't care. Right. We don't care. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. And the uh, here's here's this is from an interview that uh mm-hmm. that William Tinkup did. I'm going to quote, 2018. The year 2018 will mark the end of the resume for developers, according to HackerRank co-founder and CEO Vivek Ravishankar. Okay? That's from your own article. Okay? Has it come true, William Tinkup? Well, developers do a, an interesting bit now. So has it come true? Yes. And let me let me explain why. Developers now, when they want a job, they create a LinkedIn profile, they get enough attraction, and then they delete their LinkedIn profile. So technically, they don't need a resume. What they need is, is a Stack Overflow account and a GitHub account. And, and when they want to change jobs, they create their profile. And then when they don't, they delete it. So Jerry, is he, it's a, true. Jerry, Jerry, this is your area of expertise. Are resumes irrelevant for tech workers right now for developers? Uh, no, they're not irrelevant, but they're becoming less relevant. You want to elaborate? Can I answer that way? Elaborate. Well, I don't know what it means. What does it mean? What do you? What does it mean? What you said? I mean, we're we're looking at other stuff about people that are really more bodies of work, more so than just a written summary of what they want you to think they've done. You know, Stack okay, Overflow, so you, GitHub, Open Source. Okay, so you guys are you you guys are, so you guys are saying this guy's prediction was pretty well true, Mr. Ravi Shankar. Yeah. He didn't say yeah, something I, irrelevant. Okay. No, he and, didn't. Uh, he didn't. Not for that okay. group of people. Now, you know, flip a switch and talk about nurses or talk about something else, and you know, all all bets are off. But for software developers yeah. in particular, they need to, they need to have most of them do, but they need to have a GitHub and Stack Overflow account, and they need to show their work. Other than that, I don't think anybody that hires them cares more than that. Like where they went to school, what their degree was in, where they grew up, where they live now. None of that stuff's relevant. Okay. Can you do the job? Okay. Let me mention my sponsors again. Uh, There's uh, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool. It's the most famous, most praised uh, sourcing tool on Facebook, at least from what I've seen. There's other good ones, too. I'm not saying there aren't, but everybody loves HireTool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. 
T-U-A-L.com. I don't have a problem. And uh, um, hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T.com, the online interview recording technology. It records the interview, creates little clips that you could pass on to hiring managers, also turns everything into a searchable transcript. And finally, our good friends at PCRecruiter.net, the most customizable, configurable recruiting software out there. Okay, another interview you did, William Tincup. Your buddy Mm -hmm. on the interview said, over 50% of resumes do not paint an accurate or completely truthful summary of a person's experience and accomplishments. Over 50% are uh, deceptive or misleading. Uh, Is that true? Over 50%? It's probably higher, actually, and and a lot of it has to do with um, two things. One is the definition of terms. So take that software engineer as an example, and they say that they've worked in PHP. What you don't know is was that one project in PHP, three years in PHP. You don't know the breadth and depth of that. So is that deceptive? No, not purposely so, but you don't know what it means. Uh, the other is, is as we age, everything that, that's you know, in our past is glorified. So we, when we look backwards, uh, we tend to look at it through rose-colored glasses, to, and we overpaint what we did or what we achieved. And, uh, again, is that this, uh, purpose, dece- purposeful deception, or is that um, – you know, just don't most people have don't most people have low opinions of themselves? Oh, I'm going to move on. Look back. Okay. No, no, not look when good they look can- back. No. Good candidate, bad resume. Your same interlocutor, the same interviewee. He said some of the most brilliant and high performing talents have the worst resumes. They aren't good marketers. They're good doers. That sounds like a cliche. Is it true in your humble opinion? Good candidate, bad resume, very common. Oh, yeah, super common. And and I would even go further that sometimes they they don't even waste time with putting together a LinkedIn profile or resume at all because they're not thinking about collecting accomplishments. They're thinking about doing the work and doing great work. So uh, do they have a great resume? You know, I would actually argue that if they have a great resume, they're probably not great at what they do. Hold on a second. Jerry, still with us? Jerry, are you there? Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm still here. Jerry, I, I, Jerry don't know about, got... I don't know about your last statement there, uh, William. I'm, you know, good, really good people can also have a really yeah. good resume. That's fair. But That's fair. It's just time spent. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll look say at that uh, mo- most people spend far less time thinking about their resume than recruiters who critique resumes. Wait a uh, second. A lot of people probably don't even need don't even really need a resume. They go from one, hey, you should call my buddy, he's great, higher to the next. I mean, they don't even the resume isn't even out there. It's, it's Jerry, an afterthought. Hold on. Yes. Didn't you say that two? Two typos in a resume, and they are out. You cannot tolerate <laughs> typing errors. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, well, how does that now you're saying a resume. I'm not talking. To, you're talking about typos versus summary of experience, dude. Two different things. Right. Yeah. William, come on, William. I, 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 I'm on Jerry. I'm on Jerry's side with this again. I think that yeah. if I look at a resume. And I'll take it out of software for just a moment, a graphic design resume or a marketer's resume. If I can look at that resume and say to myself, it looks like they spent, you know, 15 hours and possibly even got another person involved in making this, then then I'm actually going to be more critical than someone that, you know, it's, it's, it's in courier and it's just kind of brass tacks, tells you what they did, where they were. Etc. Like I, I would rather get the match than than be overwhelmed with a beautiful resume. So no, so okay, that's, that's not what I substance. said. Okay, you, you you're talking about animal, 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 animal. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Instead of you telling everybody what I'm saying, how about I'll tell everybody what I'm saying? <laughs> would, you, would you mind? Is that all right? Novel <laughs> approach. Yeah, Let's try that yeah. out. If somebody's resume is filled with typos, bad grammar, just looks ridiculous, then that to me is an example of their work, the quality of their work. If it's short and doesn't really say much, but it there's no mistakes in it, that's that's the difference that I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody who doesn't even run spell checker. There's a difference. Okay. It has nothing to do with the content of the resume. I see a similarity. Let me just state my view. I see a similarity there between someone who makes typing mistakes and someone who doesn't know how to write a quality resume. They're both effort. Wrong. Attention to detail. Wrong. Okay. I I got a little more about resumes. Hey. I'm doing a new thing now, Animal. Every every show, I score me versus you. Right now, it's seven to nothing. <laughs> seven to nothing. <laughs> are you home or away? away. I'm are away. I'm team? away even. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. visiting uh-huh. Dave. Yeah. Uh-huh. Travel jersey. <laughs> Travel jersey. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. okay. Hold on. I got one, not, more on one more on resume. One more on resume. This is somebody you quoted without challenging, okay, William Tincup. She said, okay. Alina Lerner said, resumes are terrible predictors of engineering ability. I've looked at tens of thousands of resumes, and in software engineering roles, there is often very little correlation between how someone looks on paper and whether they can actually do the job. I find that hard to believe, but you agree with her. Is that right? 100%. You've got to test. This is where skills testing and experience testing works. It's like you've got to I – don't, I don't care that you wrote it down. I care that you can walk me back through it, especially with the hiring manager – did you actually have this experience? And I want to test that. So is it a predictor of success? Just again, just because you said it on a, it's on a piece of paper or on a LinkedIn profile doesn't mean, you know, anything to me, you know, it means that, okay, you made it through one level. Now what I've got to do is test that, but I'm going to be cynical and assume that not that you're lying, but that you're over, you're over hyping yourself. And and people, when they look in the mirror, they do this. They think, yeah, I'm actually really great at this. And whether, again, it's kind of like taking the definition of great and throwing it out, but it's it's maybe they're not great. And if they've marketed themselves in LinkedIn or on a resume as great, what you have to do as a recruiter is then test that. Are you really okay. great? Okay, now you've got – hold on. You Now you've got technical assessment is a separate topic. Let's move into that right now. Here's the introduction okay. to it. You claim that uh, companies are being um, underserviced by their recruiters because they're not technically educated. At least that's what I'll, I'll quote you. You say most of the cost of hiring, you're quoting someone else, for a technical position is due to the many hours engineers spend away from their own work to interview and evaluate applicants. Most companies have failed to hire technical recruiter so they have to use their own engineering staff to waste time interviewing uh, technical candidates do you believe that absolutely and i believe that's not just in engineers it's in every profession where you go deep botanists like if i interviewed a botanist i i would have uh, maybe 10 minutes of relevancy and then i'm out of my depth so that's true of every specialty a brain surgeon you're, you're, you're hiring someone that does that type of work, uh, a regular recruiter, again, a generalist is what you're talking about. Um, they're, 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 they're going to be able to ask the typical Hold on. I'm not talking about generalists. No, no. I'm talking about people okay, who have never functionally – people who have never functionally done the job themselves. Are you saying here that functional experience in the job is required in order to be a good – uh, technical recruiter. So you've had to, you know, have to know how to program. You have to know how to write code in order to assess a coder. Is that you, what you're saying? You can, you can cheat that system, but
but you've got to be able to speak. So a technical recruiter, the best technical recruiters on the planet, uh, not only can speak the language, but they can go deeper than the language. They can actually go into an experience that they've had. So they've taken a class. They've worked on a project. Again, at some of the better companies, they take their technical recruiters and throw them on teams and have them spend some time understanding what's actually being done behind the veil. Well, no, hold on a team? second. Let me, no. let me just drill in. Well, let me, so I, my impression from reading that article was that you want recruiters who can actually judge the technical ability of the candidate so they don't have to depend on the hiring manager or on other people on the engineering team to do that, that they can actually tell the hiring manager this person can 100% do what's required. All you have to see is if you like her and you want to work with her. Okay, is that what you were saying? No, I, don't, I wasn't. And, and furthermore, I think that, that it would be ludicrous to do that. I think that a great technical recruiter gets them to a certain point and says, okay, I've validated this, this, and this. I feel strongly. But the, to be able to hand it to a, a hiring manager and just say, hey, do, 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 is, do they fit your team or do you like them, is, uh, it, it's, it, it, it's doing the company a disservice. It's doing the team a disservice. And ultimately, it's doing them and the hiring manager. Yes. You know, that's, that's they've got to go deeper. In the right but they don't have to. Right. Go ahead. Alan, is hey, that you? you want to say something? Yeah. Well, Animal, it, can it, I interject it, just real quick? Do you mind yeah. if I – Animal? Go ahead. Go ahead. I, uh, I, I'm not going to be able to make the whole show today. The, uh, the Trump acquittal show is starting right now. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Are you you're gonna watch TV instead of doing this show? I have to. Shame I have you. to. This is this is this Man, is history should. in the making. History yeah. in the making. I mean, I this, won't, this won't happen for another twenty years. Come on now. I mean, Jerry will be dead by now. <laughs> okay, no, let's move I'll, on then, Jerry. Okay, me. thanks, Jerry. Hey, Thank I'm just you telling you, I felt obligated to tell you. Okay. okay. I just want to let yeah. you know. Well, hold on. Oh, wait a second. Oh, William, I just want to go back to what he said. Here he said he's grading himself against me, and now he throws the game. He's throwing the game. Okay. He's no, he's going on a winner. Okay. He's going no. On, he's going on a winner, Animal. This is this is a, yeah. a, a tried and true method of great a, great athletes. If no, they, dude, it's they called, know it's, when to quit. Yeah. It's called a skunk. Okay. Any, any more is just driving up the score, dude. Yeah, yeah so it's it's unsportsmanlike. Unsportsmanlike. Yeah. It, 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 right. it really is not. <laughs> He's actually laughing. You're going to have some dignity after this call. You'll be fine. Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. Got to do an ad. Got to do an ad. <laughs> Got to do an ad. Hire Tool, H I R E T U A L dot com. It is the most popular uh, sourcing tool that I've seen people comment on on Facebook. On Facebook, the recruiting groups, people are always saying, what ATS should I use? What's the best sourcing software that I can use? Hire Tool is always mentioned as one of the best sourcing tools, and there's always a series of comments of people praising it and loving it. Uh, you don't have to know uh, about how to write a Boolean string. You can be one of those seventh grade types that we talked about earlier. You go there. Put your search in in normal English. It returns a ranked list of potential candidates. Tells you, you know, how much money they're probably earning, who's going to be likely to leave, what their contact information is. Check it out. H i r e t u l dot com. P c recruiter dot net is the ultra configurable, customizable recruiting software. They don't tell you how to work. They don't impose their workflow methods on you. You impose it on them. You configure it to suit yourself. If you can't do that yourself, you're afraid, call them up. They want to help you, big or small. doesn't matter. You don't have to be a big shot. You can be a little shot, a kitchen table recruiter, and they still want to help you. And finally, our good friends at Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. It records your entire interview. It, 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 it takes the best parts, the most important questions, and turns them into little clips. Uh, so you can highlight those to the people on the interviewing team, and it turns the whole interview into a searchable 
transcript. So go check them out at H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Back to our guest, uh, William Tincup. Uh, anybody else want to comment? Nobody except Jerry and there's other people on the line. Anybody else want to say anything about all the topics we've been talking about? Nope. Okay, feel free. I'll continue. Uh, you know, Jerry, he left because he thought he was going to lose, just, uh, just so everybody yeah, knows. Well, yeah. Well, now <laughs> we can could, talk honestly about it. He couldn't he take knew it. Okay. That he, he ran the score up early, but you were going to come back. Second half, yeah. halftime adjustment. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, he, he's, he's hold on. He's uh, he's the player, and he also thinks he's the referee as well. Okay, or the judge. <laughs> but I'm moving. Yeah. That explains I'm a moving, lot. Yeah. Hi, Al. <laughs> I'm moving on. That's recruiteral.com. Alan Floor. Okay. You'll never spell his last name. That's why I got him his own URL. Recruiteral.com. It'll take you to his LinkedIn profile. Okay. Okay. How can an agent – you know what? This was Jerry's question, and he's left just before it. I just want to see if you've got – you're not an agency recruiter, but I want to see if, if you've got any input on this. What if a client doesn't hire my candidate for the job I submitted her for, but four months later, William, they call her back for a different job? Okay. Uh, do I get paid? Yes. Yes. Uh, there's, there's ethics. Uh, there's ethics in recruiting – and uh, and hiring or there's not. It's black and white. And if you presented that candidate to them, that candidate is your candidate for life at that company. Okay. And if what they if? go on two years later, five years later. No, no, no. Later, for life? For life? I don't, Are I, you yeah, saying for life? I don't for agree life. with that one. Go ahead, Alan. Well, Alan, go ahead. Take kids. over. Yeah, go ahead, Alan. You... So, good, to see, good to hear you, William. So um, here, here, perfect example. So I'm at an agency, I'm doing PeopleSoft work, I recruit a guy named William, I get him placed, one of my coworkers comes up and says, you know, I'm not going to take all of your commission, I'm just going to take half of it, because I, I know William. I dig into the system, and I found William's resume, but the problem was that it was a four-year-old resume and it didn't have any people soft on it. So, and this guy obviously didn't maintain a relationship or updates with him. He's not entitled to it. Now, as much as I'd love to have my candidates at a client that I own them for life, I don't think that I don't I I don't agree with that. I think what's I'm your time limit, a, Alan? What's your time limit then? One year? I give you a wide range. I'd say the the standards I've seen is anywhere from three to twelve months. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but what I if I can from the from the hiring manager's well, perspective? No, William, William, let me let me go. Okay. What if uh, uh, four four months later? We're talking not not that long, but four months after mm-hmm. you've submitted the candidate and she was rejected for another right. job, another recruiter submits her for another job that you never thought of uh, submitting her for. Now, Jerry, Again, I think submit, he's not here. He's too busy watching Trump. Okay, but yeah. Jerry would say. That other recruiter gets paid for her, not the original recruiter. What would you uh, say to that? I don't that? believe that. Might I don't believe contract. that. I believe, yeah, I believe you you submitted her. They would have not known her before you. No, no, no. Her. Another so recruiter in. submitted her for the other job. For the second job, she came through another but, recruiter. They had her buried. But, they, they, they didn't even remember her. Well, that's their fault. A, B, there's still ethics. They should do a run a search. It's it's too easy to do in Bullhorn. It's too easy to do in any applicant tracking system. It's like, where did we find this candidate? Yeah, but hold on, Jerry? okay. Well, let's, okay, Jerry, okay this is this is your bread and butter. Okay, you're the you're a tech kind of guy. I've every recruiter, a corporate recruiter I've seen, they say they they never check their ATS for candidates. Which is every a failure job on their part. Which is a failure on their part. In the period in the story, it's an institutional okay. failure. If they don't go back into their ATS, that's actually doing the service, the the company a disservice. They're not doing their job. Okay, well that's they say the ATS is no good, good or whatever. Okay, there's yeah. a reason well, why. No, they, what it if is, it would, what it is, animal is it's an addiction to new talent. It's easier for them to go cast new talent 
do programmatic ad buying and, and create something on Indeed, it's easier then than to go and basically do a search inside Greenhouse or Lever or, or Smirkers or whatever they're using. But I would tell you that that database that's been built is an asset. And by not using the asset, you're actually doing a disservice to your company. Now, you might not find anything, but your first search should be two things. A, internally. Do we have somebody internally that can do this job? B, in the ATS, do we already have this data? Yes, no, maybe. And if uh-huh. and you know, then go outside. Okay. You know what? I would uh, come back, though, for one thing. If, if I send out the candidate and she's buried in their ATS and a year or two later they find her in their ATS, it's only because I put her there and I didn't get paid for it. There's no way I'm going to get paid for it. But in that case, I would say they owe me some, some percentage of a fee, but you, you're never going to get it. Okay, hold on. Should an agency recruiter be responsible for retention and performance? Here's your figures. Bamboo HR found that 16% of new hires leave the firm between one week and three months of getting hired, while another 31% quit after six months. So I don't know where these uh, candidates are coming from, but a lot of new hires are leaving within the first year. I read that all over the place. If a recruiter brings in somebody and that person doesn't last a year, is it her fault or what part of the responsibility lies on her as opposed to the hiring man or the man, her manager or the other people on the team or something that's going on in, in the company. Cause so many recruiters say, look, I bring in the people, but I have no control after, after they're hired. So it's not on me. What do you think, William? Well, let's, this goes to your belief of, do you believe that only 11% of Germans knew that the Holocaust was happening. Because that's what's actually bantered about, is that 11% of the journal, I don't believe that either. So all of our hands are bloody. And if it comes down to intent, if you knowingly put somebody into a thing that you know that they're not going to stay, or maybe that they won't perform, then you're at fault. But if you believe in your heart of hearts that, yeah, this is a good good character, they're a good fit, the values are there. I pass them over. They hire. I, I, with a high probability, I think they're going to do a good job. Okay? You can't control it, but you can control your intent. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't think your analogy was, so, was interesting, but I don't think it's really that relevant. Uh, let's take it for granted that the recruiters are bringing forth people who they think match your requirement that you're going to be happy with as a hiring manager. Okay, so let's say they're sincere and uh, their people don't last. Are, are they responsible for if somebody goes? Is, is it something wrong with the recruiting? They didn't really assess yes. the candidate properly. Yes. Let's go to Partially. Alan for a second. Alan, what do you think about okay. that? Still with us? Yeah, I think everybody's. I mean, is, is the agency recruiter responsible? To some degree, yes. I think there's a couple of it depends. It depends on the relationship, the closeness of the relationship they have with the client. I think it depends on a couple of things. I think the recruiter has a, li- a little bit, very – oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry. If you're talking about retention, you're talking about retention, then no. No, they don't. <laughs> you got me so confused. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm they're sorry, I'm sorry. No, not. Let me put it this what way. What about performance? What about performance? I'm not responsible not for retention. the person's performance. It's up to the company to determine that because the people in the company know innately what the performance is and what's going on. Now, if I get okay. okay, let me put it to you this way: If I get an agency candidate, I can tell you, in three years, we've hired from we've hired we've made three agency hires, and that does and that's and that goes through probably a hundred screenings that I've done and eliminated the people on first phone call. So that's so the three that we hired, two one didn't last, and the other two have. And it okay. was our responsibility, and we feel it's our responsibility at our company to make sure the person is successful. So, no, for retention, an agency is not responsible for it. They bring the best candidate they can, right. if they're good, the to the table, yeah. not only technically, but cultural fit, as they know it. And the culture and the, the technical is easier to find, and it's the relationship that you build to find the rest of it, because at the end of the day, 
that's where you make your value as an agency, and that's what people will be happy to pay you for. Okay, let's move on to a related a related thing uh, that I don't understand very much, and I hope William can help us. You wrote about virtual simulation assessments, William. Right. You want to tell right. us what, what that is, and, and if does it improve the uh, ability to uh, judge a, a candidate in advance? Yeah, certain, uh, and again, it's repetitive jobs, so call center jobs, uh, bank teller jobs, things like that where you're, you're hiring in mass. Um, a virtual tryout, it, it's a great screen you put way out in the process and let a lot of people go through it to then screen in and screen out uh, those that have the aptitude and attitude for that job. But, but yeah, virtually, again, it's not great bespoke. So uh, from one job to another, like software architect versus software developer, two different kind of mindsets. Um, I wouldn't do it there, but if I were hiring a thousand, okay. But hold on, would you? Here's another. Let me let me move. I don't think that's going to be interesting to people. Then, what about whiteboarding okay. in the in the interview? Uh, a couple of things. I've read that women, at least one woman, she said it's not fair to women. Whiteboarding uh, puts too much pressure on them because they're women being judged by men. Do you think that? I thought it was ridiculous. What do you think? Well, I don't – yeah, I, I, I believe that, first of all, if you feel that way, that's, that's a you thing. Um, if someone's trying to see if you have skills that are more impromptu, uh, whether or not you're male or female, it makes no, makes no difference. Do you, do you have the ability to get up and say, okay, here's the idea. Here's three different ways we could do it. If you're thinking about them judging you, well, you know, that's, that's life. People are judging okay. you. Okay, yeah. but hold on but a second. Now let me let me change gears. You're buddies with uh, Eric from Text Recruit. You said so in your article right. about him. Am I right? Yes. Okay. Text uh, Recruit is they're notorious for coming up with dozens of words that you would never imagine, and they say, oh, women are, are sensitive to these words. Uh, uh, anything that sort of like suggests aggression or energy or power or uh, turning off women don't use those in your in your ads i i think it's absurd okay and i i don't want to if you don't want to say anything because that's your friend don't oh say no anything. i don't care the the thing okay. is, is some of that comes from textio where where you basically look at text that, that oh yeah he's with a different guy it's not his company go ahead go ahead that's right so so basically what you're trying to do if you're trying to cast the widest net uh, you want to, you want your message to be read by as many people, but if you're trying to narrow cast, then then it's okay to if you're if you're literally trying to find a female candidate, use language that works for females. Yeah, but the language find... they say the language they say turns off women, characterizes women in the most stereotypical fashion i mean it's they, they they you know you know you sometimes read women uh writing articles like saying oh we like to hug each other and men you right. know we're not aggressive like men and i don't know maybe the women i know in recruiting are not like that okay they, they don't well, cry general, all the any time general, and, animal any generalization is going to be flawed i think what i think what those applications are trying to do is give you pointers not not write the text for you. And it's just trying to make, make sure that you know what you're doing. And again, generalization is only as good as, as, as it really is. And all generalizations, all stereotypes are, are just that. So all yeah, okay, women, okay that, well, we know that already. I don't have to let you talk about it for five minutes. I'm going to do an ad, but I'm going to give you five minutes of two minutes if there are a minute to think about this question. You did a series okay. – uh, on what recruiting and, and uh, lots of people are talking what recruiting is going to look like in 2025 i want to know what agency recruiting is going to look like and if you haven't thought of it uh before since uh, you seem to be more oriented towards corporate uh you've got a minute to think about it right now because i okay. want to mention my sponsors again pcrecruiter.net the ultra customizable recruiting software if you're a recruiter pc recruiter loves you okay they, and they they love every kind of recruiter it doesn't matter what kind of recruiter you're doing okay hire tool h-i-r-e-t-u-a-l 
the super-duper sourcing tool. Check on Facebook. They're very popular there with actual hands-on recruiters and sourcers. And finally, Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Honeit is the online interview recording technology. And uh, it turns your interview into a recording, into little clips, and into uh, a searchable transcript as well. Okay, back, I think this this method of doing these little bit bit uh, ads are, are better yeah, than what cool. I was doing before. What do you think, Alan? You've been here like, a while. Like what was your question, Alan? Well, I missed it. Recru- okay, <laughs> Recruiter Al. He's, he's listening as much as Jerry. Recruiter no, I'm listening, but I missed the question. It was pretty quick. Yeah, you don't said worry snippets. about it. It was, it was ridiculous, okay? I, not everything I say is worthwhile either. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Animal, it's a little bit better. Animal, 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 animal. 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 That's, a, that's a point for Jerry. Okay. <laughs> is, that, is that Michael G. Cox? Are you here? I didn't think you were here today. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We He's haven't said corner. one thing. Uh, is it you agree with everything that William is saying, or, or you know, you're just busy watching no. TV as well? Okay. Do you want to no, take the task was, I was on scheduling any- some interviews right now, but no, I don't agree with everything. Like, uh, you know, judging an individual on the quality of a resume, things like that. Some people outsource that stuff because they suck at right. it. And, you know, so it, it's a blanket statement, but yeah, it's an, it's a overgeneralized statement. No, no, you're agreeing with him. Okay. He said resumes no, don't no. reflect it. And you said, yeah, they don't, they don't reflect. Okay. No, but it, earlier he said something like, if if a resume is great, then they're probably not all that good. Um, yeah. You know, and, and and I could say the exact opposite and still be true. So. Yeah. If a, if a resume sucks, that doesn't mean that they suck. So. That's right. what he said. Yeah. Okay, well, you, you know, M- Michael G. Cox, you're getting it wrong, okay? I'm going to disqualify your, your, your statement, but I will mention <laughs> that he is no longer corporate. He is a fantastic sales recruiter, and his cool. URL oh. <laughs> is MikeRecruiter.com. If you want to find him, MikeRecruiter.com. Okay, we're going back to William. Uh, what is uh, a person like MikeRecruiter.com? going to be doing in five years differently than he's doing today. He's now He just moved in November three, into the three, agency three. world, okay? Well, three, yeah, but he's got a great experience. I think three things uh, come to mind. One is he's closer with his client. It's not as adversarial as it is now or in the past. Two, he's agile, more agile than he is even today, meaning you know, the client can change their mind as they change their underwear, and so he's got to be adaptive uh, to that, even more so than he is today. And thirdly, thirdly, I think it's just transparency. He's got to be more transparent, both in process and outcomes. So where is he at in the process? I think that you know the client's expectations are changing, and I think that's one of the things that you know Mike's going to have to kind of contend with is that they're going to want that a closer relationship. I want to hit you on, on text over the weekend. And right now that might be a little obscure, but, but in five years, that, in fact, that's normal. Uh, agile. Yeah. You don't know anything. You don't know anything about recruiting, about agency recruiting. All number two, number two, the one you said, oh, they're going to be changing their minds like they changed their underwear. They're like that already. They're stupid, okay? I, no, I think they get ratcheted up. I think that's actually, I think because we're going faster, I think because the candidates are going faster, actually, technically, candidates are going faster than we do. I think that, that they're going to change their, 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 their approach and even what they think is what they want. I think they're going to change that more, not less. So I know that they changed their mind. I'm, I'm, I didn't mean it that way. I meant to say, that, that that's going to actually increase, not decrease. Well, then he'll have to blow his brains out. I feel sorry for his family, okay? He's got two little kids. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's going to be Back fine. to the salt mine. Do you want to rebut that? you want to take him on for any of those things, Mike? Maybe you haven't been in agency recruiting long enough to I say anything. I don't know how much, you know, that's, that's a, it's a bold statement. Just because from where I'm standing right now, things are changing very rapidly as it is. So I've got like right. one client who 
I was doing sales recruiting for. Now they they want to change because it's getting expensive after a, a few different placements. They're thinking, okay, maybe you could do just sourcing and screening for us. And so, yeah, the flexibility has to be there, and you also have to have your limits in what you're willing to do for an organization. Based yeah, on you haven't been around long enough either. I mean, investment. those things change. I mean, that's not new, okay? Alan, do you want to comment on that, how agency recruiting is going to change? Anybody want to say something about that before we move on? I think the tools are changing. I think one of the other values you're going to start seeing is you're you're going to start seeing more good good you see smaller firms like Michaels, like Michael G. Cox's and others that that build the relationships continue mm-hmm. to thrive and you're going to see the big churn and burn sweatshops like Cyber Coders. Oh, who said that? Um they're just going to keep doing what they do <laughs> by the numbers and they're not going to really grow too much. Okay. Okay, uh, we're almost hey, done. Hey, hey, Animal, real quick, yeah. real quick for the audience. I think yeah. the big thing in five years is that we, uh, as agency recruiters, but also on the corporate side, is we start thinking in seconds and minutes uh, rather than hours and days. And that's that's all I that's all I mean by by the the ability to consume change is we have our clocks have to be. Uh, set to what the customer wants, or internally to the, what the hiring manager wants, um, but but the clock the clock's going to get faster. That's all. Okay, I think it's fast already. Okay, you know, is there like uh, uh, tons of stuff? I thought I wouldn't have anything to talk to you about, but I got lots of stuff, lots more quotes from uh, Matt Charney <laughs> that I didn't get to. But there's only four minutes left. Is there something that I haven't asked you that is not a, a, a vague generality? that you think for corporate or agency recruiters that you'd like to tell us, or should I, you know, come with another question? No, I, I think, I think the thing that we all have to think about uh, is the audience, the people that we're recruiting, the, especially younger generation, their, their attention span, uh, you know, eight to 12 seconds is going to affect all of the things that we do. So having the ability to create both an awesome experience for them and micro experiences for them, but just deal with the fact that they're not going to read a 3,500-word job description. They're not going to, uh, you know, they're not going to have the attention span to do an hour-and-a-half-long interview. Like, like I could go on and on, but the point is, is this is a, a generation, 8- to 23-year-olds, that grew up with the Internet and, and, and not not. Not n- never having the internet is the point. Voice computing, touch computing is normal for them. They're used to the world revolving around them and everything being personalized to them. And okay, so, hold on a second. Wait, changes. there's no time left. So I, let me just say, you, I, I, this is one of the questions I had. You said their attention span is so short that there's no back and forth with them. You have to lay everything out up front in a very short way. Okay. So what does it mean? You can't have a conversation with them. They're too busy playing games on their phones. Is that, is that what you're saying? That's that's like the engagement pre-conversation. Right. It's, it's think think of a job description and now write it as a tweet. Okay. So there's that. Now, when you have conversations with them, conversationally, again, if you're engaging and they're engaging, then conversations are different. I'm just talking about getting their attention and bringing them into the process as you rethink your process, not only is rethinking it with speed, but you're also calibrating and recalibrating it based on the audience has changed. Candidates have changed. It's a fundamental change. And if we don't adapt, then we do it at our own peril. And one yeah. question. You know what? If you were on longer, I would take you to task for, you know, repeating yourself like it means something. Oh, something has changed. Candidates have changed. I don't, I, you know what? I still don't understand. So you can't wait five years until you come back again. When you come back, we'll take you up with this Gen Z thing again, because I don't understand anything you just said about it. Okay? But it was great having. It was great. Go ahead. Last word for you. Go ahead. No more. I won't wait five years. We can do it later this year. Okay. So William Tin Cup, is there anything you want to plug? Oh, I should have asked you at the no. beginning. Re- Recruiting Daily, uh, right? You know, the Dot com. To, no, no the, the thing I want to plug is that you have been around doing this show and doing this service for this community for so long that okay, actually no, – no, no, Enough of that. Enough of that. You no, know what? We'll, pl- we'll plug the guys who talked. <laughs> JerryTheRecruiter.com. RecruiterAl.com. 
won. <laughs> no, he didn't. He never wins. I let him think. I let him think he wins. And MikeRecruiter.com, the super sales recruiter. Everybody, shake it! <laughs>